this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Today is the 25th of September, day 268 out of the year, and we're reading from Mark chapter 15, verse 6 to 24. Let's begin with a reading from the Bible. Pilate hands Jesus over to be crucified. Now it was the governor's custom each year during the Passover celebration to release one prisoner, anyone the people requested. One of the prisoners at that time was Barabbas, a revolutionary who was committed murder in an uprising. The crowd went to Pilate and asked him to release a prisoner as usual. Would you like me to release to you this king of the Jews? Pilate asked, for he realised by now that the leading priest had arrested Jesus out of envy. But at this point, the leading priest stirred up the crowd to demand the release of Barabbas instead of Jesus. Pilate asked them, then what should I do with this man you call the king of the Jews? They They shouted back, crucify him. Why? Pilate demanded. What crime has he committed? But the mob roared even louder. Crucify him. So to pacify the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip, then turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. Roman soldiers mocked Jesus. The soldiers took Jesus into the courtyard of the governor's headquarters called the Praetorium and called out the entire regiment. They dressed him in a purple robe and they wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head. Then they saluted him and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck him on the head with a reed stick, spit on him and dropped to their knees in mock worship. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. Jesus is led away to be crucified. A passerby named Simon, who was from Cyrene, was coming in from the countryside just then, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus, and they brought Jesus to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. They offered him wine, drugged him with myrrh, but he refused it. Jesus is placed on the cross. Then the soldiers nailed him to the cross. They divided his clothes and threw dice to decide who would each get a piece. This is the word of the Lord. Here ends the first reading. Now let's turn to the New Living Translation. Barabbas was arrested for his part in a rebellion against the Roman government and, although he had committed a number, he murder, he may have been a hero among the Jews. The fiercely independent Jews hated to be ruled by pagan Romans. They hated paying taxes to support the despised government and its gods. Most of the Roman authorities who had to settle Jewish disputes hated the Jews in return. The time was ripe for rebellion. This crowd was most likely a group of people loyal to the Jewish leaders. But where were the disciples and the crowds who days earlier had shouted, praise God in highest heaven. Jesus's sympathizers were afraid of the Jewish leaders, so they went into hiding. Another possibility is that the multitude 
included many people who were in the Palm Sunday parade, but who turned Jesus against Jesus when they saw that he was not going to be an earthly conqueror and their deliverer from Rome. The Jewish leaders hated Pilate, but they went to him for the favour of condemning Jesus to crucifixion. Pilate could see that this was a frame-up. Why else would these people, who hated him and the Roman Empire he represented, ask him to convict one of their fellow Jews of treason and give him the death penalty? Crucifixion was the Roman penalty for rebellion. Only slaves or those who were not Roman citizens could be crucified. If Jesus died by crucifixion, he would die the death of a rebel and slave, not of the king he claimed to be. This is just what the Jewish religious leaders wanted and the reason they whipped the mob into a frenzy. In addition, the crucifixion would put the responsibility for killing Jesus on the Romans. The region of Judea, where Pilate ruled as governor, was little more than a hot and dusty outpost of the Roman Empire. Because Judea was so far from Rome, Pilate was given just a small army. His primary job was to keep the peace. We know from historical records that Pilate had already been warned about other uprisings in his re region. Although he may have seen no guilt in Jesus and no reason to condemn him to death, Pilate wavered when the Jews in the crowd threatened to report him to Caesar. Such a report, accompanied by a riot, could cost him his position and hopes for advancement. Although Jesus was innocent, according to Roman law, Pilate caved in to political pressure. He abandoned what he knew was right, trying to second-guess the Jewish leaders. Pilate gave a decision that would please everyone while keeping himself safe. When we ignore God's clear statements of right and wrong and make decisions based on the preferences of our audience, we fall into compromise and lawlessness. God promises to honour those who do right not those who make everyone happy. The brutal guards, the power-hungry governor and the conniving religious leaders had the upper hand, but they did not know the true power and authority of this man they were torturing and had condemned to death. Worldly powers and philosophies that mock Jesus' lordship will not be so arrogant when Jesus returns in judgment. When you feel that unjust people who have control and viewpoints hostile to Christianity are carrying the day, rest assured that Jesus holds the highest place and will return in glory. Colonies of Jews existed outside Judea. Simon had made a Passover pilgrimage to Jerusalem all the way from Cyrene in North Africa. His sons, Alexander and Rufus, are mentioned here probably because they became well known in the early church. Throwing dice was a way of making a decision by chance. The soldiers gambled to decide who would receive Jesus' clothing. Roman soldiers had the right to take for themselves the clothing of the crucified. The act fulfilled the prophecy of Psalm 22. Here ends the second reading. Let us pray. Lord, this day we read in Mark chapter 15 of the horrendous mistreatment of Jesus Christ, your son, by human beings, fallen human beings. Lord, we know that you let this happen 
for the benefit of the greater good, for the salvation of humanity. Lord, we thank you for Jesus Christ who walked this earth to die for us, to save us from ourselves. The great transfiguration written out here powerfully brings sadness to my heart to see and understand that Jesus Christ was treated so unfairly, unjustified in his crucifixion and yet glorified by your name. Lord, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is with us this day because of that one act. Lord, we recognise the miracle that was Jesus Christ, that he came down from heaven, was incarnate, and gave us the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Saviour. We hope this day we are able to witness the miracle of life. The miracle that is being here, able to live, love and serve our neighbour. Lord, we hope that we do you proud that we share your values and attitudes throughout this day to love one another and to love you. Amen.